When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. I am your host, Anne Gripper, and having managed to get all of the gang in the room last week, uh, this week we are we are <laughs> scattered again. We have so, failed. <laughs> well, no, we haven't failed because we have talked to everybody, but just separately. And so in the room with me, I have Zoe Forsey, one of our online writers who's been writing a lot about the royals. Hello. Um, if you... Uh, subscribe to our royal newsletter and or join our royal facebook group um we'll tweet the links a bit later um then you can see even more of zoe's stories um and we also have with us julie delahaye who is our online travel editor and your online travel editor yeah i'll take that (laughs) (laughs) she might just have got promoted (laughs) and uh so she's she's with us which must mean that a royal tour is on its way yeah yeah, a lot of royal tours and a lot of travel. Yes. It'll be really good. <laughs> Very exciting week coming up. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think Julie probably last joined us, or maybe before they went to Australia, something like that. Yeah, I think it would have been, yeah, because I think I joined just after the wedding and then just before the f- first royal tour. Yeah, so about a, y- about a year ago, it's been <laughs> too long, we have missed <laughs> you. So we're going to talk a bit about the tour and we'll also talk about what the royals got up to on their holidays. Yes, they had some lovely trips. Yeah, not jealous at all. It's fine. All fine. Um, but first of all, um, last week when we were talking, um, Amber was with us, Amber Grafland, our star director, and we were really excited about uh, Megan's Smartworks launch because Amber was going out and Russell was staying at home. Yes, Amber was good to have all the fun last week, didn't she? Yeah, and she, and she really did. It sounds like it was a really great event. So we caught up... Uh, earlier and um, heard all about Megan's new project. So hello Amber, last time we met a week ago uh, we were all excited because you were going to go off on a day out, well sort of a day out for work essentially. Well we were all really excited because we'd had a summer off, we'd all got back together but that was adding to the excitement for sure. For sure, yeah. We're split up again already because it's all so busy. Just the two. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, you were off to the launch of Megan's Smartworks collection. It was very fabulous. I mean, she certainly ordered the weather because it was the most beautiful day. Weather reference, have a drink. Weather reference. It was um, hosted on the roof of the John Lewis store on Oxford Street, which I'd never been up there before, actually. You can go and eat up there and it's all very fabulous and very beautiful. So right in the centre of town, basically. Heart of London's shopping yeah, district most fam- most famous like high street shopping street in London. I mean, there's all the posh streets as well, but you know, in terms of where it's where the hustle and bustle is. Yes. for sure. It was. Uh, so was it I've out, never it wasn't seen outside though. It was on the roof, uh, like actually on the roof. Yeah, 
And you yep. could see the whole of London, I'm see guessing. the whole of London, and it was really, really beautiful weather. The, you know, the whole kind of, every fashion journalist was there. It was a very, very lovely event. I did joke to a few of my fashion friends before, because it was hosted, obviously, by Jigsaw, Barks and Spencer, John Lewis, and all the people involved in the um, in the Smart Set Capital Collection. And I had heard that Marks and Spencer were providing the lunch. So I said, if I don't have a one Marks and Spencer prawn sandwich, I'll be very upset. And as I walked in, I was presented with a platter of M&S prawn sandwiches so I was very happy oh excellent <laughs> you could have catered it yourself I could did you give us a wave could you see us across the town could you see uh, we're, we're in a really um tall office building in the east end of London I don't know whether it's even visible from there's Can probably really too many the... other big places in I between I was so excited I didn't even look oh you don't care Sorry. about us you just no. care you're just there for the dresses I was just there for Megan really so what ha- so what happened was it so the schmoozing and prawn sandwiches so there was lots of schmoozing and prawn sandwiches because as you can imagine um us fashion journalists love a bit of a get-together especially when it's something as exciting as that so lots of schmoozing and then obviously Megan arrived we were all seated I mean I say you know the fashion kind of journalist is not that many of us it's like a small group and we all know each other and see each other out and about it's like the royal reporters but it's the fashion reporters exactly so we're all very excited um all sat down and then there was kind of almost like a little panel of people so they had a few people on from the cha- who had benefited from the charity just to talk about how it had changed their lives which was really nice to hear actually because sometimes you turn up at these things and you kind of lose a bit of sight as to why it is you're there so they did host it really really well so we heard from th- um three women who had obviously um, got back to work really it's, you know the charity had really really uh, impacted their lives in a really positive way so we heard from them and then they talked about because sometimes it can seem a little bit frivolous talking about clothes when you're talking about a, someone who's turned their life around but really if you break it down without the clothes and the opportunity they wouldn't have probably had the confidence to go to the interview and they described that really well um, and it's not SmartWorks isn't just about giving s- some people some nice clothes. They're coached as well, and they're given lots of mentoring. And I think that side of the charity maybe is something that I hadn't really understood, and was just really nice to kind of hear and understand it really. So was, it, then, the, was it the women we'd seen in the in the preview shots who'd done the shoot with Megan? Yes, yes. So it was that they were talking about their experience firsthand. You could see that they'd had. So then when Megan was then spoke, you could see that they kind of really knew her. She'd obviously really got involved because it was like she was just talking to old friends so she has this is not something she's just given lip service to she really has gone in there um on numerous occasions and she just really wanted to know what the charity is all about and clearly knew these women really well and knew their stories um I thought her speech was great because the thing that really resonated with me, she was talking about charity because it is a charity. And when you think about charity and clothes, you think very much about somebody donating something that they don't really want anymore. I mean, when I mm-hmm. do my, my charity bag, it's things I'm not going to wear anymore and off they go. And I really... Mine's tr- things that don't fit me anymore well, as well. Or, l- or that I bought in the sale and were actually a terrible idea and I should never have bought in the first place. There's a lot of that going on with me as well, but more than I'd care to think about. But it's... She kind of said, talked about community and not charity. And initially, I kind of didn't really understand that concept. But I think what she was trying to say was, okay, so we have this charity and they're trying to get women back to work. But it's not about giving them just discarded clothes that nobody else wants. Why can't these women have really new clothes? You know, the kind of clothes that you or I would want to wear to a job interview. And that's how the whole kind of concept started, really, about 
approaching retailers and anyone that doesn't know what the charity what this is about the smart set capsule collection a clothes that are in jigsaws a suit in jigsaw there was a tote in john lewis and two dresses in marks and spencer and for every customer that purchases these items that are part of the smart set capsule collection the exact same item will be donated to the smart works charity and then a woman who's trying to get back into work will will be given those clothes because normally um the smart works charity they get donations from you know people who work who've got clothes that they don't want anymore but yeah. but, uh, but are in better condition than you might send to kind of your average high street charity yeah, shop and, and we're not saying that's not valid of course that still needs to happen and we're all looking at the life cycle of clothing and no one wants things to go into landfill and of course people still need to do that and people need to donate good clothes to smart works and to all charities but I think what Megan was really trying to bring to it was this sense of supporting women empowering women and what more powerful way to do that than to actually say okay I've bought this but then you should it's like for like this is a new thing and I really want this I want this to go to someone else and it possibly to have a huge impact on their lives so it's kind of just looking at it differently not just about charity but the sense of community and that we all should want to help other women that's that's what it's all about right yeah, that sounds great mm. i mean it's a, it's a really good cause i think uh, you know I, I think it's really valuable there's a um there's a similar thing for like men's clothing which mm. operates out of blackfriars which i always take my husband's suits to when they've gone sort of past how he likes to wear them yeah. and, but would be you know for someone who hasn't got a a suit and let's face it men, women it's kind of easier to get something that is okay for a job interview than it is for men a lot of the time where right. a, a suit is super expensive so that you know take them and down I'm there not and saying people that people shouldn't do this of course they should do this because lots of us have clothes that as you say are perfectly but some of my clothes that I donate are brand new they were just mistakes yeah or gifts that I've been given that didn't work so we still need to keep doing that but I just really like I really liked her speech I really engaged with it I love this idea that a, a sense of community amongst women, that the charity is all about giving other women opportunities, empowering them. And I mean, ultimately, you're completely changing someone's life. If you give someone the opportunity to go back to work and to, to earn money, you are completely changing their lives. And was she, was she very focused on the charity or did she talk at all about the fact that she was back at work as well after her maternity leave? And a, little a little bit. bit yeah. Not to Archie at all. Did we get any... Well, she said she had to rush back to feed him, which we all loved. You can imagine (laughs) a rooftop full of women. Emma's making broody face. (laughs) Yes, of course, everybody loved that. She was just, it was, it felt very informal and it felt very from the heart. It really did feel incredibly sincere. And I think, as I say, I'll say it again, I liked, I really loved the whole idea behind her speech. And it was really interesting to see how much she was engaging with the women from the charity and the women that had been involved in it. This is clearly something that she's very passionate about. Yeah, so you said you could tell that they knew each other quite well. So what, yep. was, what was kind of like the rapport in the room and, and you know, being in Megan's presence as well, I Just guess? Just lots of hugging when she arrived, which I kind of, I'm, I've never actually heard her speak in person before. And I thought it would be more formal than that. But she has, she is very informal with her approach when she meets people. She'd obviously knew all the people from the, from the retailers as well. And she obviously had a very close relationship with them. Very hands-on, very tactile, um, very informal. It wasn't like meeting a duchess in any shape or form. It just was like somebody who was involved and had rolled her sleeves up and wanted to get stuck in. She little? She tall? She big? Is she like? Cause, I um, mean, the queen's tiny. When people see her, she's not tiny. No, no. I'd uh, say kind of my height. Does she feel like Hollywood? Does she feel Hollywood sparkle, or does she feel sort of 
Do you know Duchess, what? Or I'm, does she feel like sort of working, working mum? It felt very working mum. I've got to say. I mean, I think that probably was a deliberate attempt. She was obviously wearing the shirt, the Misha Nunu shirt, that's part of the Smart Set Capture collection. She was wearing the jigsaw trousers. I think she was very much at work. I think you, that's very much the impression she wanted to give, and very much did give. And she, you know, I mean, she showed off her range pretty well didn't she in terms of the clothes where the I mean we know that Megan wears clothes very well white shirts in particular you know part of a classic thing did it did the the collection look good on her it did look really good but as we say if anyone owns that look it's her she looked incredible in the shirt obviously she's very friendly with Misha she was there um the touching thing I think two of the women who gave the speeches cried Mm. I mean you can't turn that on and off can you that's genuine emotion um they you know, they just had a lot to say and a lot to be grateful for. So what uh, are there any sort of bits from their stories that particular that you remember particularly like what they were doing before and how they came to need to get back into work and what they're doing now at all? It wasn't so much that. I think the thing that was really touching was the just how moved they were, that there was this place that they that they could go to where there were people there that genuinely wanted to know all about them and wanted to help them. Because if you think about it, you can feel very alone when you're when you're quite desperate and when you've been at home for a long time. You can feel very um, disengaged from society, really, from the world. And then to finally find this kind of forum and this 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 place where someone wants to nurture you and help you—that's life changing. Yeah, and sometimes not knowing where to start. I mean, particularly because you know it wasn't a hugely high-profile charity before. Nope. Megan got involved with it. Founded in 2013. They've done, you know, incredible work in a very short space of time, but nobody had really heard of them. And, you you know, hopefully you would expect now that actually more people will just be aware of the charity and know that they can go there. And, and also just help. having this whole conversation about wanting to help other women that we should be having that conversation it's a sisterhood i always say you know that we need more sisterhood in the workplace we need more sisterhood everywhere we need some more just sisterhood in the world come on come on the sisters yeah um so that sounds like it was all a thoroughly successful outing um Mm. and we've seen kate back out today as well what did you make what have you made of her uh, her outing today well she's wearing a silk equipment blouse and i'm a big fan of the equipment blouse it's a brand that's been around for a long time and about when i first moved sounds to london, like it's made of spanners <laughs> no they're very beautiful silk crafted blouses very very lovely um 20 years ago when i first moved to london it was all about the equipment blouse that was the thing to own and isn't it funny how these things all come around again so everyone's kind of dusting out anyone who who hung on to them has done very well um it was polka dot she looked very elegant very understated today i thought mm. she likes she likes a little bit of polka dot sometimes again she? she just looked dressed ready for business oh well you know right i better get back to work <laughs> <laughs> being put to shame by the royals being busy so all right well we'll look forward to um oh looking forward to the royal tour very soon we're gonna have lots to talk about anything in particular you'd hope you might see in megan's wardrobe interesting to see because we talked a little bit before when she went off on her maternity leave about whether or not her style would change and we have discussed that so i think this is the this is the time that we're going to be able to see if there ha- if there is a change she shifts up a gear so are there any um you know when they go on tour we often see new names or local designers and that kind of thing is there anybody that immediately springs to mind 
Well, there is a South African um, designer called Mancho, and they've actually just did a collaboration with H&M. So before that, they really weren't on my radar, but they are now because it was a beautiful collection, do really incredible prints. Um, it would be nice to see her wearing something, one of their designs. But as we, as you've just said, I think she definitely will use this opportunity to highlight and champion homegrown talent. So I think we're all going to learn excited i mean you know she, we thought she had a lot of bags you know the royal tour takes a lot of bags anyway but now when you've got a baby to pack as well that's there's a lot to pack for a baby can you imagine yeah i'd love to see those suitcases being boarded on that plane well i think i'm i'm going to ask russell to share his suitcases with us instead <laughs> because i think that we've probably got more chance of seeing what's inside <laughs> them so so yeah so um anyway well thanks for thanks for catching up with me amber Pleasure. And we'll see we'll see how many of us are in a room or how we get together next week because because um, it's a really exciting time over the next few months, isn't it? It's going to be busy, yeah. Lots to talk about. Okay, all right, let's get back to work and uh, keep up the sisterhood. <laughs> so it was great to hear all about that from Amber. And yeah, it's clearly it so fun. Yeah, really special, um, special thing to be at and the kind of the sisterhood and the community and I guess all of the things that we've come to expect from Megan's causes, but with a smattering of fashion thrown in as well. So yes. that's <laughs> fun. But um, obviously we finished up talking about um, heading off on the royal tour and uh, what we think Megan might be packing. Um, but there's somebody else, our friend Russell Myers, our royal editor, who is definitely packing his bags. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure he's going to be allowed quite as much luggage as the royals are. No, I don't think so. But to be honest, when I spoke to him... About an hour ago, he was yet to start packing. So I think it's probably for the best that he's only got one case to take because he's, I think it's going to be quite a last minute panicked. Oh my Throwing gosh. clothes in a case. That's, that stresses me out. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> Maybe he's done the shopping. If he's done the shopping, it's fine. Let's hope so. But yeah, so I caught up with him very quickly earlier. He had to head off to the embassy again to try and sort out one of his visas. So I had a quick chat with him about all the preparations and things that go into covering a royal tour. Right, so I'm having a very quick catch-up with Russell because he is not in the office with us today because he has the lucky job of getting everything ready to go away ready for Royal Tour. Hi, Russell, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? Well, lucky doesn't feel like it at the moment because I'm frantically trying to prepare in order to get a flight tomorrow uh, whilst whilst working because it's been a very, very busy day as well. But yeah, lots going on. Yes, so are you all ready to go nearly? Uh, no, not packed yet. I had to go to the embassy <laughs> again today, which was a bit frantic because of uh, um, didn't think we were going to get the Angolan visa in time, but the lovely people at the embassy have finally sorted it out. So we are good to go, myself and Ian Vogler, who is also a friend of the podcast as well. So we'll be off to South Africa tomorrow. Of course, the tour doesn't start until Monday when uh, Duke and Duchess Sussex will be arriving. But it's a, it's a massively packed schedule um, for, for the pretty much 10 days they're there. But we're obviously going to be there for about two weeks, just in case things are uh, sort of bubbling away before and afterwards. Okay, so you're flying tomorrow. How long's the flight? It is about 11 hours, so about 11 and a half hours. So pray for me in oh, the fun. economy seat. Yeah. So yeah, it won't, it won't be um, anything first class. Like, yeah, of course uh, not. But hopefully they'll have some good films for you. You've got some books. Well, I've got, yeah, anyone who's only got any good ones, then they can sort of get in touch with me on the Twitter <laughs> as well because I need to download some series, I'm sure. Cool. So what will you do for the couple of days before the tour officially kicks off? 
So we will arrive sort of maybe Saturday morning. Obviously, we'll do a recce of a couple of the places that we're, they're going to be going to um, on the first couple of days. I think they're going to kick off. We're going to a township on the on the Monday, which is, you know, hotly anticipated to get there. There's no official um, sort of arrival, which uh, which I found quite strange, actually. But there's, I mean, we were talking about the other day that, they've, they're, that they're not, you know, they didn't do this in Australia um i think so it, they're going to go straight into it they're going to um megan harry going to be at a, t- a township in cape town so obviously we'll go and do a recce of a couple of the places that are going on there will be a big tour briefing as well with the um the private secretary and the communications teams of the sussexes on sunday and then we kick straight into it on the monday and then obviously pack schedule on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Harry will be flying to Botswana, Angola and Malawi whilst um, Megan does a couple of her own engagements over the days that um, Harry is sort of flying around the place. Um, I think we touched on it before about how Megan and Archie are actually staying in um, Cape Town and then later meeting up with Harry in Johannesburg, mainly because the planes are too small to take him on and he's only five months old. So um, that okay. that's the main reason. Cool. And you're going to be following Harry, aren't you? You're going to be going off and doing the kind of the separate little legs with him? I am, yeah. I mean, again, this is it's, it's quite um, a bizarre tour logistically, this, because, you know, there's there's um, a couple of the charters that we, um, we we could have got on, but we've we've mainly split it up into the the areas that we think will will be most interesting. And so we will be in Angola when he was um, Harry will be doing a lot of work, which will be hugely historic, hugely iconic, uh, because he's going to go and revisit the place that his mother, Princess Diana, visited in 1997. He's actually going to be meeting a lot of the people that she met back, um, you know, 22 years ago, highlighting the work of the Halo Trust, all about landmines. They're going to be going to an orthopaedic hospital as well that she's going to be renamed after his mum. So these are, um, you know, the, the main bits that we thought would, would be really, really interesting. Yeah, definitely. So, They're going to be really, really interesting events, aren't they? Well, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to do, you know, li- li- hook up with you guys as well when we're yes, out there. Yes, definitely. And sort of myself and Ian can give you sort of a rundown of, of what's been going on. I mean, just logistically traveling around these places in Africa because you know there's there's um, not really the provision of uh, you know main main airports there so I think that will be quite interesting to see how that sort of develops as well and and, and no doubt you know like any of these tours there's yeah, a packed schedule um, not only sort of the main issues that we obviously know that are um, quite important to them to sort of environment conservation, you know, helping young people, education. I'm sure we're going to see loads of that as well. But just being sort of seeing how Harry interacts with the local population. We know that he's a huge fan of Africa. Uh, Several times, even recently, he's talked about his second home, wanting to introduce Megan and his family, obviously with Archie being there. Um, They haven't really spoken about the, the times or locations where there'll be opportunities for, for them to, you know, be seen as a family for the first time, I think, out and about, especially 
um, you know, in, in that sort of environment and location. So that will be really interesting as well to see how that develops. So, um, so yeah, watch this space. Cool. And so just talk us through a bit. So as a journalist going out to cover a royal tour, what kind of preparations have you had to do? You've been very so, busy. We've been seeing you yeah, kind of running so, around the office. Yeah, I suppose first and foremost, it's you know it's looking at the logistics of somewhere like this. This is obviously a multi-country uh, tour. M- you know, multiple locations. There's obviously the um, the ways in which we get around because you know we just don't pitch. Sometimes we could pitch up. Um, if it was a smaller tour and there would be lots of provision of how journalists, uh, sort of royal press pack would get around. But because this is so disjointed and essentially because they're splitting up um, the way that they managed the tour with Harry going off and doing his own thing and Meghan remaining in Cape Town doing her own engagements, we, we all can't be in the same place uh, uh, or you know different places at once. So... Um, that's been really interesting in trying to work out what we think will be the most interesting parts of it. I'm, I'm sure, you know, there will be things going on in um, South Africa with, with Megan and her engagements while we, 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 we may be in different places like Angola. But, you know, it, it remains to be to see what will happen. Uh, the other things, I suppose, are, you know, looking at the way in which we uh, approach it, how we're going to not only get around, but how we're, where we're going to stay, um, going to get vaccinations, inoculations, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, you had, um, it had a bit of a sore arm, didn't you, after it? Was it your yellow fever one that... Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, yeah. yeah. Well, we had to go Obviously, to, you weren't uh, making a fuss at all, but... No, of course. Well, you know me. So, the w- w- with Angola as well, you need to, to get... Um, to actually gain access to the country, you have to take, you know, your vaccination certificates with you. So, you need to get all your sort of boosters redone. I think yellow fever is the main one, that they, you can't actually get into the country unless you have the, the certificate with you. Obviously, you need a visa for somewhere like Angola... So there's been, you know, a few wranglings with that. It didn't necessarily go to plan for a lot of people. So the palace have had to step in and, and you know, and uh, get it over the line, which we, you know, we're very, very thankful for. That's why we have a close working relationship with them. Um, you know, all of our kits that we're taking, obviously Ian takes an awful lot of kit with him, you know, several, uh, you know, several cameras, how he's going. We have to work out where we're going to be able to file from. You know, obviously, we're we're trying to produce the copy and the pictures as as quickly and um, as we ca- as we can whilst on the road. But due to the locations we're going to be in, that might not be altogether um, as simple as it seems. You know, when we're working uh, in other locations, sort of around the world and around the UK. So, with it, so it's just seemed like it's been a lot of planning, but. I'm sure you know we're not alone in this. I'm sure the the communications team uh, and the, obviously the Foreign and Commonwealth Office have been massively involved in this tour. Not only you know we've got Harry going, um, you know, as one of his roles is president of the African Parks and he's patron of the Rhino Conservation and Trust in Botswana. But a major the reason for this tour is because the government have asked them so this will be seen as a major sort of trading uh, platform as well for for Africa, um, the different countries being involved. Um, so, you know, there's, there's an awful lot going on. And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see an awful lot of people um, out and about wherever they go. And I'm sure there'll be one or two surprises along the way. 
Cool, fantastic. Well, we look forward to catching up with you next week. We'll be hopefully um, speaking to you when you're out there next week on for the podcast. Um, but until then, enjoy the first few days. Have a brilliant time. And we can't wait to hear all about it. Great. Okay. Catch See you later. Soon. Bye. Fantastic. So, yeah, thank you, Russell, for that. That was really interesting. Thank you for taking a bit of time to, to fit us in. Um, fingers, fingers crossed it doesn't stop him getting his visas that he needs. He's not got himself into too much trouble. With no, it's all fine. It's all sorted. It'll oh, all be okay. okay. <laughs> God, that, is, uh, that is the worst thing about travelling. I get really stressed about visas. You think you're going on this amazing holiday. And then, what if you don't get the visa? Well, you get the yeah, you kind of check the post yeah. every morning, don't you, in a panic? Like, yeah. oh, is it I last, last time I went to America, I, I, you know, sometimes when you're on the internet and you're doing the, the filling out the dates and you accidentally do the scroll bar on your mouse. Yeah. So I'd got the wrong date for when my passport expired. Oh, no. So we got to the check-in desk, tried to check in or like get on the plane. It's like, no, there's a problem with your Esther. It's like, what? There's a problem. Oh, it's all right. God. There's computers upstairs. Go fill it out again. Oh my goodness! Oh, really? oh no! Nice. Stress. I've anyway. been on holidays where someone's got to the check-in desk and still waiting for their Esther to be confirmed, oh. and we were just sort of queuing, and, and we were kind of like <laughs> hoping for once that the queue was going to take about an hour, yeah, and then we got to refresh, the front refresh. just as it like got approved. Oh. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. Like, no. they're quite, they're quite strict about it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Julie, tell us how to how to travel properly. Yeah. Oh God. That feels like a lot of pressure. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm always writing about travel and I'm always like giving people tips. And then when it comes to packing for my own holidays, it's like the day before I'm just shoving everything in a suitcase. Yeah. But I think like this sounds such an easy thing to say, but do your research before you go. Like check basic things like the temperature and the weather. Like I've I've heard of people who've gone to winter sun destinations, but they've gone in the summer when it's like freezing and they're, they're, <laughs> they're just out there like in their bikinis just really washing their layers and stuff oh no. i guess with royals it's a bit different because they've got so many people on hand to i yeah. can't imagine like megan and harry are just sat being like oh god what do we pack i'm sure they've got yeah. someone to sort of help so them so much bit. preparation so in yeah. every exactly. outfit choice and, w- and what they're doing when they're there <laughs> Yeah, so obviously we really wanted to have a chat with you last week about what all the royals have got up to when they've been on holiday, but you yeah. very selfishly weren't in work <laughs> because you were on holiday yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not with the royals, just, you know, yeah. on my own holiday. So, um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so they had some amazing trips, didn't they? So should we start with the Cambridges? So where did they head to? Yeah, so they went to Mystique in the Caribbean, which is I just every, they go quite a lot, well, quite a lot. Like they've gone a couple of times before and I've seen, I just think, it's just such a glamorous place to go. Like, I really wish I could go. Yeah, the but pictures always look beautiful. Yeah, but it's so it's so exclusive. Like, I've he- I mean, I've heard that you can't even get to the island without having already been, like, cleared for security and stuff. Like, oh, you can't, okay. You can't, I think you can't book flights unless you've booked a hotel or a stay in one of the villas. So it's just... It and just they're pretty incredible. exclusive in the first place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, oh, God, yeah. But it just it just looks incredible. It's like white sand beaches and turquoise waters. And can you tell I'm missing being yeah. on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it looked lovely. And the place they stayed, so the villa they stayed in, it was the £27,000 a week villa. Wow. It was Bargain. absolutely yeah. incredible. I, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was there's heavy sarcasm going on. Yeah. There, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's owned by one of William's friends, so... 
Did I maybe got mates, mates rates? Yeah. Yeah, well, that works. Do, do you know where William's friend hangs out? Can we go make friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talk about taking photos of the Queen on tour. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe we need to do true. a mystique episode. Oh and the villa did look absolutely beautiful. We had some photos um, from inside of it, and all the rooms were absolutely gorgeous, kind of an infinity pool with gorgeous views. <laughs> and the kids' room was really cute as well. So it had these little bunk beds, and on the picture, on the walls, it had like little pictures of whales and everything, oh, which apparently. Um, a few insiders said that George was a big fan of the bunk beds. Oh, really? <laughs> forget everything else. Forget all the nice views, the stunning luxury. You know, it was all the staff there. Just and, the bunk beds. And he's definitely big enough to absolutely declare to his sister, I'm having the top Yeah, bunk that's true. I'm having <laughs> the bottom bunk. Whichever one he wants. You've got to go upstairs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon Charlotte could hold her own, you know. Because yeah. I, I quite like her when she's like, you know, when you've, we've seen her out and about, I feel like she's quite confident. Like She's yeah. always waving and smiling. <laughs> I feel like she might be... Little by size, but I reckon she's got quite a nice personality. Bit of bit of pep. Yeah, yeah. a bit of sass. <laughs> Plenty of sass. Plenty of sass. So you yeah, know that Mystique is definitely like a regular. It feels like it's a a regular place that we now associate with the Cambridges, and it's got some royal history. I think mm. with the, Princess the Margaret go a lot as well. I think, don't yeah. they? So for us mere mortals, if we can't go to somewhere like Mystique, what kind of place do you reckon we should be? Would be a good kind of normal person <laughs> what's the normal person's version of mystique well, I mean, you know what like in recent years the caribbean's actually got quite a lot cheaper to go visit like don't get me wrong it's not gonna be a budget-friendly holiday <laughs> like but if you can get like especially places like barbados like you can get quite nice package deals and it has the white sands it has the nice waters and it's got quite a nice laid-back vibe um so i'd say you could you could if you really if you are looking to do something quite special like the caribbean is affordable but in terms of Oh God, I feel a bit put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there are some really nice destinations, especially like, f- so for example, Sardinia in Italy, that has like, it has the most incredible beaches. Like it, honestly, it's absolutely picture perfect. Like they're just brilliant and they've got loads of space and it's quite cheap to get to because people don't really think about it as a destination, but actually it's, it's really nice. Added bonus, yeah. great food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, all the food. All and the, all the wine. <laughs> Julie's definitely missing her holiday. I'm really missing my holiday. <laughs> so where else Where else did the royals head off on their holidays? Not, so, not everybody went quite as far afield. No, so Meghan and Harry had some lovely trips as well, didn't they? Um, we touched on their holidays briefly last week when we were talking about the private flights, but we won't focus on that this week. If you want to hear any more about their travel arrangements, um, have a listen back to last week's episode. A little bit of a debate. Yes. All very civilised. But uh, So they went to, uh, they were in the south of France, weren't they? Yeah, they went to Nice. I, I really have to it. Harry and Meghan give me holiday envy yeah. every, every time they go anywhere. Like Nice is so pretty and it's got, again, it's just got a lovely beach. Oh, they're just really good with the beach holidays, the Royals. Yeah. Like, it's got lovely beaches it's got quite a nice laid-back vibe and it's got all that like French glamour like I just love it like you know I mean you know they're gonna everyone's always well dressed and all the bars and restaurants are really elegant yeah Yeah, it was lovely I went for the first I went to Nice for the first time this year actually a a slightly different trip I'll imagine (laughs) to the one that Meghan and Harry went on but it was lovely actually a beautiful beautiful sea kind of just laying on the beach not doing much and yeah kind of feeling quite lots of very very glamorous women yeah. You know, I definitely didn't feel at all. <laughs> Not <laughs> good for time, my self-esteem is sitting next time, to them. <laughs> every time I go to France, I come back being like, I need to burn everything I yeah. own. And just <laughs> <start a whole laughs> <new wardrobe. laughs> yeah, that was basically me for a yeah. long weekend. Like, mm, I hate everything I own. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then they went to, that was just for um, kind of a short break. They went and they, because they stayed in Elton John's beautiful villa, um, which he lent them. More, more mates, right? Yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> just come and stay. Use my, use my niece villa. I'm not there this weekend. Go have it. It's yeah. fine. Play in the pool. Which it's great. Again, it looks absolutely gorgeous. But they went for their longer break. They went, I think it was the day after Megan's birthday. They went out to Ibiza. Um, raving for, yeah I, I can only imagine yeah <laughs> and they took Archie with them as well so um but yeah so that looked lovely as well so what what's your verdict on Ibiza as a holiday destination so I'm actually not a huge party person but <laughs> I really like Ibiza because it has it has a bit of everything like it has the beach it has those beach clubs and it has all the party scene like if you want to do the pool parties and the David Guetta raves and all that stuff I feel like you can but if you go I think I think if you go a bit more north, there's just some really nice parts to the island. Like, honestly, I'm, a, I mean, I sound really old, but I really like <laughs> a really nice long, quiet walk. And there's re- there are spots to do that. So I'm reading books. You're a massive oh, book Oh, yeah, lover. I'm a big book fan. But you can't really walk and read at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm kind of guessing. Uh, where did they go exactly in Ibiza? Do we know? No. Um, I guess, like, sorry. Sorry. Don't worry. Um, yeah, so I guess in Ibiza that they might have opted to go somewhere, maybe in one of the quieter, remoter spots, because mm. there are places you can sort of get away from the crowds. And I, f- I feel like you wouldn't want to take your newborn baby to, you know, party hotspots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, manumission and space yeah. and all of that. Um, so weirdly, like last week when we were talking about the aeroplanes, I know we said we weren't going to talk about the aeroplanes, <laughs> and I, in- I invoked the ghost of David Cameron and Samantha Cameron having to take their budget <laughs> flights. It was Ibiza that they used to go to for their okay. like family holidays. I don't think they went raving either. No. No. <laughs> you know, in Spain, it's pretty. It's yeah. nice and it's friendly and There's good. stuff to do with kids as well. Like there's quite a lot they do mm. cater to, like, especially with babies. I think like you can do like there are fun water parks and there's like nice attractions. You can take like like little trains and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And of course, it wouldn't be the summer without the royals going on one very special holiday. Oh, the Scottish holiday. Yes, Down it's my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the goosebumps I on really Julie's arms. Oh, she's like, yes. oh, forget Mystique. Forget Mystique, I don't actually want to go there. I want to go to Balmoral and yeah. hang out with the Queen. You yeah. can actually stay in Balmoral, not when she's there and not in the castle, obviously, because <laughs> otherwise I would be so there. But you can you can hire, like, there's all these little cottages and, like, really nice places across the estate. And you, I think they're quite they're quite budget-friendly, so you oh, can actually wow. go and stay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they go every year, don't they? Maybe that's more realistic for our, our yeah, Pots Over Queen excursion. Probably. Maybe like a New Year holiday or something. Yeah. It'd be such a nice setting though because it has, it's honestly, they've got like acres and acres of beautiful forests and just lovely places for picnics and walks. And they, I think they do, they go to like the local events as well, don't they? There's like a sack yeah. race or something. There's I always a great picture of the Queen kind of at like one yeah. of the, you know, the Highland Games fairs. and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she always looks like she's just having a blast and that just makes me like, you know, you've got that holiday vibe. From yeah. Her. Like completely off duty. Just yeah. having fun. So there are some years when, I mean, you know, it is Scotland. It is north. It's not necessarily the best weather all the time. I think there's, there's been classic pictures of her like yes. under <laughs> a rug. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have come this yeah. year. <laughs> this summer though, I reckon it'll be lovely because we had that massive heat wave didn't yeah it's been beautiful hasn't it i bet they've had loads of chances to like walk around and and they always say like um they've had like in previous interviews and stuff i think the royals have said they love going because it's just that lovely family vibe of yeah i guess it's in a castle but you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) well yeah going on holiday with your family to a castle is a good option yeah yeah because i think so because the queen goes there for gosh it's about it's a couple of months isn't it and then kind of different family members pop in and will do a week here and there around their engagement. So we saw pictures of 
the Cambridges when they arrived kind of off duty Kate with you know carrying all the bags as they were like unpacking from the car yeah. um and then yes yeah, so we know that they went up I think it was just before I think it was quite near the end of the summer they went so it was just before Charlotte and George went back to school um but yeah, so what do they get up to when they're there? I know that you said they go to an event, but they so don't. they don't say too much about exactly what they do because I think it's that sort of you want a bit of the idea is that they're sort of out of the public eye, I guess. But mm. people who they because they actually don't. It's not just the royals that go. Like they've been known to invite like family, friends, and like just kind of groups of people because I think the whole idea is that there's just people constantly in and out. So. I think some of the things that they've tended to have invited people to are things like really nice picnics. Apparently the Queen throws a really good picnic, like <laughs> I can massive imagine, buffet yeah. spread. Um, and quite a lot of outdoorsy things. I think they do a lot of walks. I think they do a lot of them. Um, I think there was a point she was doing like horse riding. I don't know if she's still horse riding. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, she, loves she, yeah. Yeah, she loves her horses. So I think they do kind of just... I like, it's like quite wholesome. Yeah, really wholesome countryside break. Like, I just love it. <laughs> and uh, I, th- I feel like you've probably written in this about this stuff in the past, but are there like castles where other, so you've said about Balmoral, people can stay in the cottages, yeah. but if people want to get like a bit more of a castle feel, are there good options where they can go stay? Like, So there are quite, there are some pretty cool castles like across the UK that you can just, re- that have just been turned into like holiday homes. Um, so there are like some quite cool ones, but you can. There's quite a lot of the Queen's residences you can just visit as well. Um, they're open to a lot of the public, so it's quite a nice thing to do if you're kind of looking for a, I guess, a royal themed mini break. Like there are quite a nice. There's a lot of like nice cottages and stuff around there that you can go and stay in, and then kind of make a day of it, I guess. And who wouldn't want a royal themed mini break? Exactly. Ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> ultimately. Fantastic. So, well, the Royal is, sounds like the Royal's going to need to go on another holiday. Well, a working holiday. Yes. This time. So, South Africa, any any kind of top tips around that? I mean... Which is, you know, kind of the, the key focus of the of the trip and probably the place that people are most likely to also go on holiday to. I mean, for me, it's if, if you're going to go to South Africa, you, you just have to put Cape Town on the itinerary. It's just yes. got so many cool things. Isn't it? It's got Boulder's Beach, which has penguins. And I don't know about other people, but I love penguins. Yes, yes. So oh, yes. 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 <laughs> the penguins. Anyone who's answered to that question is no. Yeah, I exactly. have no. <laughs> serious issue with. <laughs> and then it's got um, Table Mountain. You can take like a cable car all the way to the top and that's meant to have really amazing views. And I just, I think for me, if you're, if, you're, if you're going to do South Africa, if you've only got a couple of days, it's actually not that long of a flight. I mean, it's not a short flight, but it is doable if you've got like four or five days and you just want to And there's do no like time difference break. for us from the UK, no, pretty much. Exactly. It's kind of straight down. Yeah. You know, if you're f- coming from America or Canada or other other far-flung places where yeah. we have li- lovely listeners, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. all sorts, <laughs> all over the place. It's no great. jet lag. <laughs> well, no jet lag for us, more for jet us, lag yeah. for the others. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but there's, I mean, you can also take, um, you know, there's so many road trips to be done as well. There's the garden route, which is meant to be absolutely... I haven't done it because I can't drive and I feel like it would be absolutely <laughs> wasted on me. But it's meant to be like... we've There's people in the office who've done it and they say it's one of the, like, the most beautiful drives they've ever done. Um, so I can't share tips for that because I haven't been, but I highly recommend <laughs> it based on other recommendations. And to be fair, we get we do get some good recommendations from from the travel team in the office who have been to various different places all over the place. I went to, when I was on my holidays in the summer, I went to the Oil Museum in Stavanger because that was the recommendation. I saw giant drills. <laughs> it was really interesting. Not at all royal. I didn't manage to go past the... Um, <coughs> I didn't manage to go past the, um, uh, there was a park that had got like a royal summer residence for like the Norwegian royal family, but I didn't have time to go visit it. So <laughs> I 
I was like, oh, I should really go see that for like work. It's like, it's not, I'm on holiday. I'm going to go to the oil museum <laughs> instead. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Love it. <laughs> royal, royal, royal themed holidays to come in future. Anyway, right. We better go um, harass Russell about packing his bags or some other kind of imp- yes. other important work that we have to do. Um, but we will um, we will share some of these links. Follow Mirror, Mirror Travel on the Twitter. Yes. And Julie can share some of like castle related or South Africa related or Balmoral related goodies for you. Or just rave about holidays. <laughs> rave, <laughs> rave about holidays. I mean, yeah, be warned. There are pretty nice pictures on there pretty much all of the time. And it, it will give you holiday desire to go away <laughs> again um but there's nothing wrong with that we all deserve a little holiday every now and then but uh we will be back next week we'll be back with tour details tour, and tour gossip. fun yes tour gossip tour fashion yes so i think when we record we'll be kind of three three or four days in so we'll have lots of fun updates for you then lots to talk about and obviously we'll be covering it all on the website in between time so it's well worth signing up for the uh, for the email to get your daily dose of royal stories because we'll be going gangbusters yeah. covering it all <laughs> it's a busy busy time although the, it has to be said as previously discussed the time difference is rather friendlier than when they were on the Australian tour it is yes I did lots of really really fun overnight shifts for yeah, the royal tour where I was here by myself yeah I think I was getting 3am um, taxis to get in for yes, like 5 so but this is kind it. of I think the earliest start I've got is about 5am day okay. so that will be thank, much much thank nicer you, South yeah <laughs> So anyway, that's enough about our lives. Um, Go back to enjoying yours. Thank you for letting us um, into your life again this week while we nattered on about the royals. And until next time... Pod save the Queen!